Holy King, Lord, we come once again this morning as your family to search your heart through your word. Lord God, may you open the eyes of our hearts that this your word will go through and bring more understanding. That Lord God will be like the wise man that built his house on the rock. That the challenges of this time that the hardship of this period, that our faith will not be shaken. We will not compromise in any way. And Lord, we will not presume things that you have not said. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. Please may we be seated. We bless the name of God once again. For keeping us, for preserving us. For giving us that opportunity that is not really readily available to gather as a people within the week ahead of somebody told me a lady from Bruno State that has to relocate to Nasrawa State, how they worship. That each time they go to church, they have it in mind that they may come back and they may not come back. But it is not like that with us here. We go to church knowing that we will go and come back. So we bless the name of God and still continue to ask God to even encourage these ones that their faith is so much built that they are ready to worship together as a people even though they are not sure that they will come back after gathering. Today, we are going to yet continue in the series this year. Our series this year is The Just Shall Live by Faith. And uh, when I sit down, I ask myself question actually that this team honestly is very timely because without faith at this time many of us will confess things that will make god angry many of us will compromise in so many ways it is indeed a challenging time it is indeed a time that will not judge by what we see, what is happening around us, but rather believe God in His word that He has said. Within the week, I had cause to buy for 800 naira, and I was making noise until I saw somebody that bought for 1000 naira per liter. Then I shut up. But all the same, in the night, I have to wake up two times because of this. Yes, I was having small jittery, not really a full-time nightmare. But when I check my salary, how much I earn, and how are we going to live, I have to caution myself. Because I have to tell myself, have you been surviving just by your salary? I was telling one of us this two weeks ago, or within the time, that this year, and he was asking me why. 
And he asked me, have I started importation business? I said no, but December, January is season for me. This is the time I'm always busy and I'm always in, I'm always in money. He said, explain what you are saying more. Say, Maranokitak, I don't manage a meloaro. Yes. I don't do Christmas. Most of the Christmas is that period. I'm always in theater. But this year, people that drink alcohol and go and hit themselves and fight, they did not even see money to go and fight. You know? And I bought some equipment. I, 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 I spent some money. You know, waiting for them to start coming. From December till now, I've entered theater just two times. Which is already around now. I enter theater three to four times in a week. So when I wanted to complain, my wife still moko chugunsiaki himi ni mankuwako mwaka. So that will tell you, this is a marker. You know, it's not just where you say, I feel my own from my side. Because second week of December till third week of January, people drink, they fight, they wound themselves. I will just say, But nothing like that. That will tell you that there is a problem in the land. I'm not a pessimist, but it is assumed that around Christmas, people are reckless. They drive rubbish and they have accidents. Drivers do turn back from morning till night. They will not sleep. They go to the park. They will drink to keep her awake. And the end result will be they will end up in the hospital. But that is not so. So please don't look at me like the person that sells caskets. We are not the same. Me, I help. I help people that have need. Yes, I help people that have need. But in everything, even out of the bad markets, I still bless the name of the Lord. Because he has been sustaining us. In his own miraculous way. Please. So that is an indicator where we know what is happening. From what goes on. People now stay at home. People are more family oriented. They conserve their money. They conserve their energy. Because these things are now limited. But it has another effect. On the faith of people. Things that ordinarily before now. You will say God forbid I will not be part of this. Some now see it. As they say heaven help those who help themselves. And I can't remember where it is in the scripture. Some will ask you. Some will go into the scene of presumption. Maybe you can never tell. So, invariably, the standards seem to be going down by the day. And we know that the word of God is a standard that can never, no compromise. It remains the same, even of the time of old, even now. It remains the same and it changes not. Holiness is holiness. Sin is sin. 
irrespective of where, when, the situation. So that forms the background of what we have to talk about today. Walk not by presumption, walk by faith. Walk not by presumption, but rather by faith. Walk by faith and not presumption. Presumption amounts to assumption. Yes. In that place we read in Numbers, the story behind it was that the children of Israel, when they crossed the Red Sea, heading towards the Promised Land, and they were close by, they have to send spies to spy out the land, to have pre-information what they were going to face. They send out 12 people, each person representing the 12 tribes of Israel. When they got back, 10 people gave a very negative report. But when we look at it intellectually, when we look at it as a human being, as a people, actually the reports they gave is true. The people were like giants. But then, that report negated the essence of God, who God is, what God said. And these are people that just witnessed the greatest miracle of all time before the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the same people turn around, even along the line, they were like, let's choose ourselves a leader to go back to Egypt. And they did not think of how to cross the ratio. They just wanted to go back to Egypt. And this is Egypt. They were crying unto the Lord that the Lord has to send Moses. It goes so bad. They even wanted to stone Moses and Aaron. Had it been God did not appear in his glory, Moses will have ended his ministry there. God has to appear because the purpose of sending Moses to the children of Israel has not been fulfilled. So his destiny will not be cut short. I speak this day that your destiny will not be cut short till you, you fulfill that purpose why God sent you on this earth in Jesus' name. Even in this time, that when you look, there seems to be no way that the Lord will appear in his own miraculous way in Jesus' name. This is not the time of logical thinking. This is the time of holding on to the Lord. So these same people, when they heard the bad news, they cried. But when the Lord appeared, the same people cried again. And they were sober. But by then a curse has been placed on them. What am I saying here? That one mistake of faithlessness, of presumption, can change the course of your life. Especially for us Christians that have had contact with God, knowing the person of God, and one day all of a sudden, you will do something that God will be like, 
Have I ever had contact with this person before? Does this person know anything about me before now? Some say that the punishment God gave Moses was too harsh. Yes, I believe as a person. But then, if God was speaking to Moses directly, and then, out of the spur of the moment, rage or whatever, he negated the commandment of God, and when God is working in your life, even if disobey, he still answers his name. That's why we read in Matthew 7 today, I cast a demon in your name. Yes, God honors his name. Yes, because I have personal issues with one thing or the other. Maybe a preacher or the other. Why is it this will happen? And still, when this person raises his hand, God will still honor his name. Even Saul, when he disobeyed and was out of grace, he was still winning battle till the appointed time. One, they brought death to themselves. But for we Christians, it may not be a physical death, but it will be a separation. Spiritual death. All the adults will not enter. First of all, the people that brought the fake report, the negative report, they died instantly. And then a journey of 40 days turned into a journey of 40 years. They have to make a detour. But then, what baffled me with, after they found out that they've made mistakes, just like many of us do, they now went into damage control. That they will go and fight these people. And they were warned, don't go. And normally when they proceed in all fronts, the prophet Moses goes with them. And the Ark of Covenant goes with them. But in this instance, these two did not go. And they presumed, they assumed that we are the children of God, selected unto God. That whether we even obey or disobeyed, that the Lord will still prove himself worthy. And this is common with us Christians. When I look at the people of Israel, the Israelites, it reminds me of the contemporary Christian. I didn't know that presumption is a very grave sin that God hates it. And when they went without the presence of God, we know the end result. They smote them. They finished them. That They have to run. As a small child, when we see people that give their life to Christ newly, there are certain characteristic features. They will be on fire. But most of the time, without being brought up to a certain level of maturity, when you see a mature Christian, his disposition, his attitude towards situation is very different. 
when a mature Christian first assesses the situation, not in an emergency situation though, and first of all, has the mind of God. But a lot of young Christians, when they know the power available to them, they just go into action without asking what did God say, and that is presumption. And many of them, they made a lot of horrible mistakes. Some of them got injuries that never healed. Some of them, along the line, got dismayed. So these same people that I have just seen some hours ago, took up war tools, weapons, to go and fight the same people you profess negativity about just not long ago. The power of the mouth in the tongue, the word we speak, is a reflection of our mindset and what is inside of us. Brethren, even as we speak about the situation now, please, let's speak with faith. It looks stupid things about faith, concerning faith, look very stupid to a normal person because intellectually sometimes it does not make whole sense, full sense. But it's spoken based on the word of God and the knowledge and relationship you've had with God and you are enjoying with God at that moment. So that takes me to where I have to like, what does this faith and what is the difference between faith and presumption? Because many of us tend to like have that mistake, thinking that it is basically the same thing or that the difference is not much. Then how is it a sin that the Lord hates? Presumption. We know about faith. We are not strangers. When you go to Hebrews 11, you go down. Hebrew describes everything that a Christian needs to know about faith. The basis. It is the substance of things we hoped for. When they say substantiation to make it into something. Make it understandable. Make it palpable. And evidence of things not seen. How can you have an evidence when you have not seen? But it's already into being because somebody has given that promise. So it's for you to bring it into reality, to will it into being. And the scripture told us that because of this faith, that the elders obtain a good testimony. They did not wait for everything to come into being. Because God has already said, and so it will be. So to a layman, faith may amount to stupidity. It is a complete trust and confidence in someone or something, in this case, complete trust in God as Christians. And then, loyalty to God. 
And we know what? That faith comes through hearing and hearing before I was thinking that it's hearing just the word of God. But when I check our 14 translation, what I saw was hearing through the word of God or by the word of God. So that hearing will not make sense. Except it's by the word of God. So word of God interprets itself and gives us meaning of what it means. Many people who read the same scripture, different meaning. And that word of God, by the word of God, is through the interpretation of the Holy Spirit. And this has three components. It has the effective components. It has the cognitive it has the practical. When you say practical, proactive, proactive, not proactive, it means one, faith must be active. Faith must be turned into work and it must be turned into action. Faith is doing, not just hearing. It controls what you do, your actions, your inaction, and that faith is visible. When we talk about cognitive, cognition means recognition with your senses and everything. Your faith outplays itself in your senses, your thinking, your mindset. How you perceive something, your perception. For me as a Christian, I believe that perception is everything. How you see God depends on how you relate with Him. If you see God as an abstract thing, that you come on Sunday, you feel it, you speak in tongue and everything. It remains that to you. You see Christ as different religions do see Christ. So see him just as a prophet that will come again. So see him just as a saint. But if you see Jesus as God, the Lord of your life and Savior of your life, it's a different thing. Your relationship will be different with him. The affective component is like faith affects your mood. Affects everything about you. Your feelings, your emotion. And all this is makes up how your attitude comes out. The attitude of a Christian that exercises faith every time is always different. It is seen by others. And the name of God in heaven will be glorified in all your action. That even at a time, that even without preaching, people will want to be like you. What is it that you have that I don't have? But presumption is a different thing altogether. It is an idea that is taken to be true on the basis of probability. Things of God are not based on probability. It is an attitude of belief dictated by probability. Assumption. Permutation. So it's an intellectual process. You are thinking with your own carnal point of view. God gave you intelligence because he breathed his breath into you. And give us option, yes, to choose. So you can do permutation sometimes. It was when we talk about probability. 
Probability doesn't mean that it will be negative sometimes. You get it sometimes, you don't get it. At a time, I don't listen to all these TV prophecies and everything. How can you come in January and tell me that some great men will die? Great men will always die. And you tell me there will be difficulty in the land. There will always be difficulty in this land. Everybody can never be rich at the center. We are not in an egalitarian society. You have not said anything. And why can you come and tell me that my enemies? I don't have enemies. It's not a new thing. Everybody here, you have enemies. That you are breathing. Some people don't like it. Even God has enemies. Yes, the wicked ones, the warmongers, he named them. So, enmity is not a new thing. They say, be at peace with everybody, as it depends on you. So, you must not be at peace with everybody. I always say that. I can't be at peace with everybody. If peace, the cost of peace is more expensive than the peace, the peace is useless. It has to be with basic principle in your belief. Then that peace is useless. I have somebody I admired a lot. He said he doesn't run away from trouble. <laughs> but he will not look for trouble. But when trouble comes, he will confront the trouble. And whenever I say it, my wife will tell me, Oh, do quack in I like. You know, I like. So please, Christians, we owe nobody anything but love. Love. You don't owe anybody any other thing again, but that love. So everything we do will be based on love. But when you tell me that you'll be at peace with everybody, you are a big liar. It's not possible. It's not this Bible that I read. Yes, it is not. That's why when the scripture talks about peace, there is always a clause. I don't need to sin or join somebody in doing something that is evil so that I'll be at peace with him. I don't need to compromise my Christian belief. Kudo No. Even in my family, there are a lot of challenges. If you come in every occasion, there is always two sessions. I will not buy and I will not give you. I don't drink. Then the question comes, is be a sin. Even if it's not a sin, I don't encourage it because it leads to sin. So what I don't believe in, I don't give you my faith to Julia Ju. So if that will bring the quarrel, let the quarrel be now. No, that's the truth. I don't believe in this Christianity of weaklings that you cannot stand your ground over matters. At this point in time, please, as a Christian, your stand should be made known. As far as it is not based on presumption, but it's based on sound principle, based on what God says. I used to have a young man that came to show me who he wants to marry. And then in the night, I drank a little higher. The other person, you sleep in this room. Even if you have been doing it, not in my house, I don't believe in that. 
You people are not yet married till you are married. That you propose and somebody accepted. That is not marriage. I have never seen any documents where you have engaged as a marital status. If anybody has seen Bikunyagwam, engaged or engagement is never a marital status. So some of you young ladies especially, that somebody tell you, I will marry you, and you're losing your defenses, and you start sinning. It's sin. Till you are married, you are not married. Please, let's get that clear. Yes, some will say that immediately there is concept that marriage has been contracted. I don't believe that too. It's assumption. It is presumption. If you are not married, you are not married. Tell me, as a Christian, be an iruchineke, gosuchineke, nanche nuwaka, nanche nuwanya, ajwaunu, you say, I do, I do. And you are joined together. You are not husband and wife. And anything you are doing outside that, you are doing it outside grace. The grace of God is not with you. So the earlier we get this clear, the better. Assumption is a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. There is no proof attached to this, but it is believed that obviously this will be this. If you come to a family, especially a Christian family, it is believed that every child there, that those parents are the parents. I don't want to delve into that. Or, you see parents, as we have around us, doctor, doctor, it is assumed, and when the child is not intelligent, especially the male will start asking, it is not true. So if you have a child that is not as brilliant as the parents, it can be as the grandparents. That's what you call atavism. Atavism is when a trade that past generations will come and future. Maybe your great grandfather loves you so much, you see not send the And you have it. Please don't start doubting whether this child is your own. And this thing that is now common when you talk with men, they say, Reverend Chegori, men these days go and collect their children, say, or something, and go and do DNA. Please, if you have that kind of thing in mind, please don't go there. It is very bad. When you find out, what will you do with it? No, when you find out, what do you do with it? Some of us who come, we claim, um, you know, I come from a town, you have educated people, you have people that don't go to school, they are into transportation. And this man has two children, a girl and a boy. So one of the days after they closed and they brought their report card, ah, the girl did very well. You know? And when the boy came in, I said, when you pull on the But the man forgot that his own mother was there. 
And the mother, the grandmother, see, see, give yourself, mama, walk away, walk no kwa. He ended up a driver because he was it. Now he's claiming. That's why our parents, young people, our parents will go in on our buffets. Yes, it's only a parents. Somebody like me will tell my children under you know. But a lot of people don't. They always paint a very good image of themselves to present where they are not. And parents, I really warn you. The day your children will find out you are lying, everything you said in this world is a lie. So, after that, before That assignment. And uh, you don't have the facilities. It doesn't concern you what others now as if it is not a panaka that they have rechargeable then. But that is more like it. Children have what we call hypocrisy antenna. Where you lie, they know, they will be looking at you. The day they will tell you the thing, you will be shocked. So brethren, in um, Psalm 19.13, David was very particular about this topic we are talking today. He was asking God to protect him from presumptuous sin. Sin of assumption that since I'm a child of God, like some will tell you that once you are born again, you are born again, that whatever sin you commit after that does not count for you. That once saved, always saved. That is another great liar. Another great lie. Yes, you are saved. In short, to me, being born again amounts to just coming and getting your name registered, deleting your name from the other side. As you move on, the number of attendants, they will keep on marking it for you. So being born again is not a premise to sin. Not at all. It amounts to acting without authority. Yes, or permission. Supposing that God is somehow obligated to support you in your chosen nature. So you are turning your turning the hands of God. Some translation called it willful sin. Seeing that you enter open-hearted, open-eyed, believing one rubbish doctrine or the other. Some believe that if your son is sin is not much, there is somewhere you go and stay for some time. After that, you do penance or something and then you move to the other side. That is after death. But the scripture told me after that the judgment that whatever you can do here on earth as you breathe your last breath uh, it's over. So whatever as a Christian whatever life of holiness whatever life of righteousness is on this earth don't believe in some people going to pray for you 
and estricate you for that. And brethren, ignorance is different from presumption. There is sin of ignorance, which is a different thing. I saw that in Numbers 15, 28 to 31. And I will read. And the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sinneth ignorantly. Where he sinned by ignorance before the Lord. To make an atonement for him. And he shall be forgiven him. You shall have one love for him that sinned through ignorance. Both for him that is born among the children of Israel. And the stranger that sojourned among them. But the soul that doeth ought presumptuously, whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproach the Lord, the same reproach the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment, that, that soul shall utterly be cut off, and his iniquity shall be upon him. That was before the time of grace of Jesus Christ. So, when the scripture says that judgment will start from the household of God, the scripture has a, a, a reason for that. People that have had contact, people that have known the truth, and still you take it for granted and go your own way. It is one who claim assurance that the Bible gave. We assume this. The assurances that the Bible did not give or did not promise, the word of God did not promise that. I remember the Ibadah Daniel that went into the lion's den. It's eighties, and the lion scattered him because they said what? That if you march on the serpent, the same thing that was used with Jesus for Jesus Christ that when you fall, it's interpreting the scripture very wrongly. And I think it's when the word, when the word is heard, and there is no understanding through the same word. That's when things happened. Sometimes two years ago, at a town called Ekulobia, somebody was reading the scripture and said that the bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, that Adam spoke, or that he will marry his sister. Many of us heard it here now. Didn't anybody hear about it here? It was in the news for a long time. And he went and married his sister. Yes, you can browse it. Or you can go and verify, according to my brother. So, saying what the scripture does not say, what the word of God does not say, amount to presumption and is sin. Or you assume this is what the scripture is saying and give it your own and give it your own meaning. It happens a lot. Like in marriages, when people go ahead of God, I'm very particular about young people because when I look at them, especially the young men and women that are not still married, I always pray for you. You need God's grace. Yeah, 
because the heart is so deceitful that ahead of time you go ahead of God and make your decision and you are twisting the heart of God, the hand of God to, to give um, permission to what he did not in the first place give permission for. And the bad thing about it is that sometimes we hear ourselves, we pray. Have you gotten an assurance? Hey, I have peace. The voice told me is this person. And our former vicar was just like, when you have peace, uh, when something starts happening, he will ask you, but I asked you. And he will ask you three times. And you tell him, he always confirms that. Sorry, he asked me during my own time. Yes, he asked me. And I told him I have peace. I did not tell him God to tell me. One of my friends in Uniben, he came to Enugu here and saw me wearing collar. He said, Chooks, what is this? I say, as you see him. So, you will be father. So, you won't go heaven. I said, yes. How it take happen? I tell him, God told me, he say, eh, if anything you talk here now today, God no tell you anything, you tell yourself. Maybe money did this thing. So after my awful face here, I became a priest, though it was not funny. One of the days at the car park, one of our guys in ONG was closing his car. He saw me with a clerical shirt. He tried to close the door. Hey, Adjukwese! And everybody started looking at me. Ah, it's not good to sing, but if there's anything that makes somebody disappear and they appear somewhere else, I will have collected it there. And that was near newborn UNTH. Morning hours, people were all over the place. Ah, you can imagine my situation. He said that because then we used to drink together Veronica suit here and eat fish. So within two, three, uh, within four years, there was a trans transformation and they could not believe how transformation will happen so soon and that of becoming a priest. He later apologized, but the first word was the truth. And actually, what I heard was confirmation. I did not hear myself because I don't like this clothes. We know the stories of the seven sons of Sceva. They presume and use that same name. But there was no connection. There was no relationship. And when you use that name, the devil, <laughs> you know, when I tell people that the devil is intelligent, I'm not glorifying him. If not that, we won't be praying, fasting, and being conscious at every time. We'll be like, without devil's mischievousness and intelligence, we'll be like people in heaven, where you don't need to worry about sin. But we've not gotten to that level. So at this point in time, I am an equine Yes. At this point in time, he's looking for loophole, looking for the hedge to break so that the serpent can bite, can strike. And if you think you stand, you should take heed. Please, brethren, don't be too confident. Giants have fallen over little things. And when it happens, their testimony will never be the same. So these children of silver, 
they do not have, they did not have true knowledge of God. So this is one of the prerequisites for you not to get into sin or presumption, but rather have a faith that is rooted in Christ. They don't have the knowledge of God, who Jesus is, what he stands for, and then they don't have, they don't have a relationship with him. So that brought us to the kind of relationship we have with Christ. How do you perceive Christ? What is your mindset about Christ? What is your thought pattern? What and what can you say, God forbid, I will never do this. Even if it means I perish, let me perish. This is what I stand for as a child of God. Let it be so. But this I will not do. Revelations 14.12 told us about patterns of the saint. One obedient to his commandment and faith in Christ. Faith in Christ. But they have to be obedient to the word of God first. You cannot have faith in Christ if you are not obedient to his word. It's not possible. Without faith, you can't obtain anything from God. It's not possible. King Saul disobeyed. He personally disobeyed. And that took him away from that place of grace. And whatever he was doing, going to war, even in between, doing a lot of things, but he's already, he was already off. The children of Israel, before they went off there, they were remorseful, but they were not repentant. There are two different things. Being remorseful is the type many husbands are. But within you sometimes you are not repentant. Repentance means first of all being remorseful, being sorry for doubting the word of God that you invade that city and take over. But then there is another component to it. Asking for the grace of God in yourself, believing that I will not do this again. That completes it. Not based on your own and asking for the help of God. And this dissemination is not driven by self-will, but based on the knowledge of God. That's Proverbs 19.2. Yeah, by the arm of flesh, no man shall prevail. No man shall prevail. You can win for some time, but you fail. One of the main examples is when you are trying to break a habit. You can keep for some time, but one day it will scatter. We are in a time of doubt and fear. There are financial difficulty. We want to be socially acceptable. We don't want to be looked at as if we don't know what is happening or we don't want to be among. We don't want that separation. We want to be like others. And we know that friendship with the world is enmity to God. And when we talk about fear and doubt, this is the two greatest enemies of faith. 
Nobody can have faith and still entertain fear and doubts. Call it stupidity, call it whatever you want, but then unalloyed faith does not entertain any fear and doubt. You believe God for his word, what he said, and what he will do. How he is going to do it, you may not know. But you know what he's going to do. You know what he said. And you know his personality. That is not a man that he can lie. As far as you are connected, you are sure of your relationship with him. Whatever the outcome shouldn't bother you. It shouldn't be any of your business. In Philippians 4.13, as a Christian, we profess that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You can do all things but based on Christ. Without Christ in that sentence, Christ negates everything in that sentence. So at this time, we need Christ more than we need any other thing. So that this work, this period, surely it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Ebola has come to pass. COVID has come to pass. So this is one of them. And when things like this start happening, I will start reading about eschatology. I say that Matthew 24 told us that we'll be marrying, we'll be doing this and grooving, enjoying. You know, I like meat, eating meat. And then it will come. The scripture does not tell us that Christ will come with last speaker system and coming and coming, but rather you come like a thief. When the faculties of the time and it will seem that God has answered our prayers and if possible, dollar will come to 300. Somebody say that it is present impossible time that dollar will come to 300. A young child is present impossible time. Not present continuously, it's present impossible. But that is according to man understanding. But whatever it is, there will be some level of calm. People of God may lose some restraint. Our defenses may not be there. That's how I see it myself. And that's how the scripture told me and still tell me. And, and that's what I believe. Because in difficulty, Christians are Christians. Yeah, we pray. We have a problem and we'll go to court. Uh, we'll go to God in prayer. But in good times, many of us tend to relax. And that is when Christ will come. So, brethren, I want to encourage us. What we need now is word of encouragement. What we need now is to encourage ourselves, telling ourselves that our God is evil. He will do it once again. What we will eat and what we will drink is God's own. If he can take care of grass in the field, what of human being he created in his own likeness? But you don't go and lazy because God said you bless the work of our hand. So keep on working hand and keep on calling on God to bless the work of our hand. So we will not die but live. To testify unto God's goodness in our life in Jesus' name. Let us pray.
we come against anything that will take away our testimony from us in Jesus' name. Anything that will truncate this journey of faith and turn it into journey of presumption. Father, may we feel your heartbeats. May we ventilate according to your rates, your respiratory rate, Lord. Heavenly King, Lord, may we love what you love and hate what you hate. Lord God, we are yours. Without you, we are nothing. Take control every aspect of our life. Every faculty may be subject to your authority in Jesus' name. That in no time, Lord, will look back and say, Indeed, God, that you have been faithful. Lord, we will walk by faith and not by sight. All the days of our lives. For we pray in the mighty name of Jesus.